0: Kids musicians by a kids musician, and today on today's podcast, it's uh, it's it's a fun one because I'd say two for this is the first podcast where I actually get to interview two people at the same time. We're doing it via Zoom. You can't see it because this is a podcast. Although I guess technically they do now have podcasts that they put up on like YouTube, so you can actually see them. But you're not going to see this one today. Nope, this is audio only, and we are talking to friends from Chicago. It's a duo who's been doing it for uh, quite a bit. They've got four albums out. They're still doing it during this time of pandemic, and they're doing it in a very interesting and unique way. We're going to get into that in a few minutes. But just to get things rolling, I'd like to welcome to the barn, Wendy and DB. Hi, Wendy and DB. How are you guys?
1: Hi, ah, doing Andy. just fine. How are you doing? <laughs> Good to be on the show. Yep. Is this
0: going to be fun? Because this is, like I said, the first time I've actually interviewed more than one person at a time, And so, I guarantee we're going to do a whole bunch of like talking over each other and trying to figure that. And it's going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Okay, I'm
2: pointing TV. Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
0: Exactly. That's right. Everyone's got to hold up the like from the Brady Bunch. Remember that episode where they had the talking spoon? Yeah.
2: Right.
0: We're just going to to pass the spoon
1: around. Right.
0: spoon. Okay. So this was kind of fun because I knew I was going to chat with you folks this morning. I've been following you on Facebook for a while and some of your your uh, webcasting live events. And as I was kind of going about my morning, I was walking around with my phone around the house um, and watching your show this morning. And it was really fun. It was really neat and vibrant. And uh, you have some things that you're doing in your live show that I think are really uh, different than what I've seen other people doing, which is really cool. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Uh, but I just wanted to say that, that just about 10 minutes ago, I was watching you guys do your, your, your thing. And now I get to talk to you. And so it's this sort of.
2: Facebook a, live. That, that yeah, was our doing a Facebook doing
0: live thing. Yeah.
2: Two, we're doing two shows a week right now, you know, while people are, are staying at home and, you know, as it looks like things might be getting worse instead of better, we're thinking, you know, we're going to keep that up and, and give the kids something to do. And, it's a lot of fun working with DB. It's an it's wasn't. It's been an adjustment to you know to split the screen instead be in our separate places. I'm very grateful that I can play a couple of instruments, you know, and mm-hmm. and I have tracks, you know. So I think that um, you know it's 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 fun to work with DB. More fun to work with him in person, but we're adjusting. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Before we get into that, um, because I do definitely want to talk about what, what you folks are doing with that specifically and how that's working for you. Uh, let's back up a little bit. So, like I said, you've just released your fourth album. Uh, this one is called Hey, Big World. And uh, I I want to talk about the release of that, but let's scroll back. Why don't you each just take a couple minutes, tell me where you're from, how you guys came together musically, and what's the, you know, what's the point of the project?
1: Well... Uh, To get started, I've been a professional musician for many, many years, played in all different types of formats. And, of course, what a lot of people don't know about me is that I was a a junior high band director for 32 years. Mm -hmm. And when you're in that background and you're also teaching elementary music, you want to bring something to the kids besides what they normally get. And so I just start making up songs in the classroom. And by doing that, I found out that Wendy, who me and Wendy have worked together off and on many times over the years together in various formats. And one day she came up to me, she said, how would, you know, I'm writing some songs for children. And she was doing, teaching children at that time, and I was too. said, how about we get together and do some stuff together? She asked me, would I want to do something like that? I'm like, yeah, I'd be excited. I said, in fact, I've got two or three songs I'm working on right now. So we finally got together and we put our heads together and that's how this project got started by both of us having an interest in music education. And also the mere fact that we had played together for many years in different formats. We, we know each other. So when we talk to each other, it's not like, you know, we're unknown. We've known each other. We could talk about things personally and professionally. And that's how this all really kind of came together. And I had a couple of songs. She had a couple of songs. We got together brainstorm. Next thing you know, first song we wrote together was a song called It's Morning, which is the first song off of our first CD. And, and then from that point, we just went on forward with the process. And here we are today.
0: Right on. So how did you guys meet originally? And how long have you been friends?
1: Oh, we have been friends. I, I can't even count the years, but it's, we we've been working together for a long long time. We you know in the adult music world, Right. we played in the adult music world for many years. That's where we first met.
2: Doing R and B, R and B, and pop mostly. I we might have been doing. Uh, we we also I used to do weddings. Um, DB was still doing them. You know, we're just working musicians. So we were working musicians, and then when I met DB, well, DB, I think I met him. It was probably at a wedding or something. Original. Right. And then we, I, I just saw him and he's very talented. He plays a guitar. He sings, you know, he's got great personality and I, you know, I didn't see him in children's music. That's why I had to ask him. Cause I was like, I, 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 I didn't know if he would be interested. Did, little did I know at the time when I asked him that they had given him kindergarten and first grade and he was entertaining them with his guitar. So it was like, it was the, the, everything lined up for us to be doing this. And I was working with little, little kids. I was also still singing at the time, you know, doing uh, extra adult music stuff. I actually have an adult album. So I came from that place. Um, So we approach children's music maybe from a little different angle because we were in the adult world. Um, We still, we still are sometimes in the adult world. So we, and, and the way i looked at it after teaching children and maybe i'm getting ahead of myself but when with young pe- young kids is that we underestimate their intelligence that we that we don't look at them and think that they, we we don't, you know so many talk down to them and i never that's not what i wanted to do not what i wanted to be um, you know, and I, I guess I never saw DB and I working together as a statement, but as we started working together, I saw it also as a statement, hmm.
3: you mm-hmm. know, and
2: that was also very important mm-hmm. because DB is African-American and I'm Caucasian, uh, that there, there's not enough, um, diversity. There's getting to be more and more in the children's music area.
0: Uh, <laughs> you've hit some of the, um. Some of the points that I that are kind of near and dear to me too, which is the concept that one of the things that turned me off to kids music before I started to write it and and find my own perspective was that I found a lot of it was just pedantic and just really like, oh God, you're not even trying or you're trying to make money. I guess the commercialization of it was something that I noticed and this idea that if you did things that were safe and simple and not sophisticated in that way, that that's what parents wanted to buy because the parents are the decision makers when it comes to 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 that sort of thing um, as opposed to actually being the audience and um, yeah that idea of talking down to children singing down to them keeping things too simple you guys did a cover of this land is your land just now on your on your um on your facebook live thing and in the middle part of it uh db you broke down the song You, you got into a different a different groove and uh, there were two things about that that I I was like talking to my phone, like I'm holding my phone in my hand, saying, "Oh, come on, hey, wait a minute, wait." A minute. And one of it was I couldn't see your hand, so I couldn't see the chords that you were jumping to. <laughs> right. And so I was like, "I've got to ask him." God, send me the chords that you did because the, pr- the progression that you put behind that was so cool on the acoustic. Yeah. and okay. you know, you sort of seamlessly went from like this from the the classic approach to like a uh, R&B sort of approach. You put some great you know swing into it, and then you came back. And it's those sort of transitions musically that I, I know kids really get into when suddenly it changes up. And you you did that, I, it felt like almost like instinctually. You're like, you're like, oh yeah, no, this is the part where I get to play. That's the fun part. And as a musician, the fun parts for me are often the fun parts for kids too.
1: Yes, yes they are. So when you, so
0: first I need to, I want to steal those chords. And then... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll be, I'll be glad to email it.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I will spend six months like, uh, okay. you know, controlling right. my fingers right. trying to figure them out. Right. But never get there. It's
2: a, good thing. it's a good thing that he played that one and not me because I'm very simple in my guitar, in my guitar and ukulele. It's like, you know, uh, you're not going to find any of that fancy stuff coming from me. Uh, you know, I'm a vocalist that learned, that learned guitar and actually just picked up ukulele because it was required for one of the songs. Yes. And I mm-hmm. love the ukulele. I'm like, I'm loving it. You know, oh, it but sounded
0: great. Yeah. and yeah. you. The was producer. Awesome.
2: The producer of the, we do a song called Clouds, and the producer said, I'd like to hear that on ukulele. And I'm like, well, I have one. I hadn't picked it up, but I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. here we go. (laughs) That's how how things start. As long as you're open-minded, you know, let it go.
0: So we're talking about some pretty big buckets now. We're talking about diversity in music. Um, We're talking about as performers performing during a pandemic. I noticed on your website that you guys have some library gigs coming up. And I wanted to ask you, you know, everybody. I pretty much everybody I know, both in the uh, kids' music and then just and contemporary music genre, we're all canceled. And and just like this last week, I had a farmers market call us up and be like, "Hey, we really want you to play this Saturday at the farmers market." And I'm like, God, you just can't do that. No, outside. I mean, yeah, it was outside." Yeah. Um, but I also know that where we are right now in Montana, we had it pretty easy at the beginning as far as the the numbers. And now we're, you know, we're really hitting up. the curve, you know? And so I was like, no, I can't expose my band to that. I don't think that's responsible as, as a band leader. And I just don't feel right with the idea of, of being an event that calls children together in mm-hmm. that setting and being responsible for them. So I was like, yeah, we're just not going to do this for a while. How do you guys, What's what's your approach? I know that that when you guys were doing live stream together, DB, you were putting a mask on so that you could actually mm-hmm. perform together. When in the we're same together, yes. so tell we're me what's your what's your thought process about the live performance thing at this point?
1: For me, I think in dealing with what we're dealing with right now, because it pretty much took away the whole live music industry. Mm-hmm. The live in the, the live music live the live music industry as we know it, it's gone. For at least right now, it's gone. We don't know if it's coming back. We don't know when it's coming back, or how. If it when it does come back, how will it look? We don't know that yet. So, right now, I think for us and a lot of performers, i doing the virtual is the way to go. Um. As far before as, before. Yeah. And then as far as live, I think you almost have to take them step by step, gig by gig. Looking at this gig here, would it be safe to go here? What are the numbers looking like in that area? Man, you have to take all, you have to take all into account. You just can't off the top of your head just go and say, let's go do this. Mm-hmm. So you really have to look at everything. But right now, for me, virtual is pretty much the way to go right now. I don't see what Wendy says about that too.
2: Well, and I also got those masks, um, Andy, I got those, you know, the ones that go down because mm-hmm. they look really like uh, a little futuristic. And I was like, you know, if we do, Wisconsin hat still has us, we've done half of these gigs. We had like a whole series, like 12, maybe 12 or 15 gigs in Wisconsin. Um, half of them we've done virtually, but now we still have the the rest of them to do. And right now they're not, they're not they haven't asked us for virtual. So, um, that I, you know, we're both a little bit nervous about what's going to happen there. Um, we both would prefer not to DB's African-American. You hear all the statistics about African-Americans and how much it more it's affecting their community than it is, is ours. Um, so I think we all have to be, you know, really vigilant and have to be careful. So we have not yet had to turn anything down like you, but uh, because most people are asking us for virtual mm. and recordings,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of funny side note: those masks that you're talking about, disc makers. Do you know you guys know disc makers? Yeah. They produce these. Uh, Tony von Veen and his company they switched production in 24 hours from making discs to making those masks, <laughs> wow. and it, it was really cool because he's like, I have to keep my people employed, and I want to be part of the effort to help. And so they mm-hmm. chan- and so that's what they've been doing
2: yeah that's cool yeah so i got a bunch of them i got like five of them i already gave one to db so if if we basically see the unfortunate thing is we're very interactive i don't you can tell that virtually we're still interactive we're still trying to get people to participate with us um we have a lot of props which we sometimes don't use anyway but you know uh, kids are all over that stuff, you know? So no props, obviously it's going to change. It would definitely change. We'd probably want to be at least eight to 12 feet away from the kids. And so I don't, I just, I don't know that it would be the way I look at it. It's going to be so different. I'm not sure if it would be that much fun, but I guess it would. I mean, we could make it fun. We can make anything fun, but whether we're putting our lives in danger is another thing. You yeah, know, and it's a it's an interesting thing
0: life. to see which parents are willing to bring their kids to these sort of group situations and which aren't. Definitely, definitely don't try yeah. and judge parents on this sort of thing because it's so challenging for all of us to manage the work live parent thing, you know, yeah. right now. But it's also it's kind of it's it's hard for me to be uh, to be to participate in those sort of group gatherings just in general. Right.
2: And the mask is so controversial right now. I mean, that's the other thing. <laughs> I have a class, the classes that I run, but somebody else is teaching them for me. And she had one person come in. The father took the mask off. The kid, they couldn't keep the mask on. And the father took the mask off, and she just was was alarmed. So you know, it's it's, uh, yeah. I think the mask issue is 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 a bit of a problem in our venue.
1: And I think also as a practical issue too, as a person, as being the person when we're together, I'm the one that wears the mask. You really have to have the right mask. It's not just the, the visual, but it has be textual. Because like those surgical masks, and usually you see me on live, I'm wearing a blue surgical mask. Right. The reason I wear that three-ply mask is because you can hear the voice clearer through that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: When the cloth mask and the heavier mask, they're, they're great for protection. But if I'm going to produce sound, that's probably not the mask for me to wear. Mm-hmm. but that surgical mask reply that works well it's good for sound i can sing my normal self human mind. i sound almost like i am without a mask yeah and so yeah. for singing purposes that that mask seems to work better at least <laughs> for me
0: if we were um i don't know i suppose we if we were like hip hop or some sort of, uh, you know, electronic and we could put helmets on and just sing from inside the helmets. <laughs> yeah. then that would be the way right. to go, you know, right. a sort of diving ma- a diving mask scuba diver thing. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. That's what I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> with the shield. The shield is the next best thing to that. You
0: know? all sound like astronauts. Yeah. The shield, <laughs> the shield is cool. I don't understand. There's a lot of things I don't understand, but yeah. I don't understand how <laughs> public safety became political.
2: Um, i I don't understand i don't need to to me
0: it just baffles me so to me there's like there is really no uh, there's no debate about this it's just like oh well why would you not
1: (laughs) this is something we must do it's something we should do
2: finding out a lot about the country we live in right okay
0: so let's got uh, let's jump into because i'm kind of a techno geek when you guys decided to start setting up your your uh your shows and this is kind of um uh important to me with you guys because you've invited me to you have every uh Wednesday right. or so you have a virtual kids music fest that you host and you've had all sorts of guests on and um to make that happen then people people have to set up their own home you know facebook event thing what how do you do that what te- technically what do you what's the process that you guys use right, i will take this?
2: I will take this one cool. yeah. so so what um the thing is, is why I wanted to keep it running. It's the third Wednesday of the month. And we started with, well, we invite three guests. Um, it benefits no kid hungry, but to the technological and, and then a better life for kids, helping kids in Ghana, Africa. But for the, what I realized is that in this pandemic, You know, kids are not in school. Let me talk on that for a second, then I'll get to the technology part. Kids aren't in school, so they're not getting fed. And so many kids, we're in Chicago, so many kids are getting their food um, at school. And they don't, you have proper nutrition, maybe at home, maybe they're not getting everything that they need. So what happens when they have to go back home? You know, they have, they don't have the, so, so no kid hungry is delivering meals to kids across the United States. So that's the first thing. And in Ghana, Africa, they're bringing the kids, their, their homes don't even have running water sometimes, you know, then what do you do? You you know, we're complaining about having to stay at home. How would you like to be in a home that didn't have running water, you know? uh, or access to food, you know? Uh, so we're helping those organizations, but also as a second thing, once we did the first show, I realized how wonderful it was that we could help our fellow children's musicians, um, when we invite them on we are getting them up to up to speed on so everybody's sharing what they're using so we had some people that were really uh, like people Joni Leeds in in Brooklyn was like top top of her game yeah. ready to go everything's ready and then we had other people that didn't you know maybe were not in you know doing this regularly so um, I I saw this as a sharing of information, uh, also, and, and I'm hiring. So Kabir, our friend Kabir Segal, who you might know, who's, um, an independent, uh, producer, he's won Grammys. He was doing the quarantine series and we were on his show and he had an excellent sound and video crew out of New York. So I thought, well, we should get them to help us with this because they'll pull it all together for us. They're going to make me look good. Um, I have a nickname. It's the finder. Um, so I keep a lookout for things that work Uh you know I have a sharp eye for that DB's a very smart man he's Found himself. If you're with somebody who's able to find things, you're in a pretty good. You're in pretty good or solve solution.
0: Is that like the scrounger? Are you like you know James Garner from uh, The Great Escape? You're the scrounger.
2: (laughs) I'm not a hoarder, and I'm not a scrounger. Okay, okay. I just find things. You're Harry Potter. You're the
0: seeker. You're the seeker. You're Harry Potter. Seeker.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's it. Apparently, I was a philosopher as a as a child. My father recently told me. So, um, yeah. But a finding is 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 solving solutions though too. Mm-hmm. So being able to find things is also solving solutions. And I I see myself as able to help solve some other people's uh, problems. You know by by including them in this wonderful monthly show that we're doing so we're only doing it right now through the end of the year but we'll see how it goes um it is costing us money to do it so
0: uh, well, we'll also
2: see how the, the money flows
0: you know and that's that's um the part of the uh, part of when we dig into this a little bit one of the one of the questions is well what technology do you use i know you, have a, you were just mentioning you had a scarlet uh box before, you know i do when we get into this yep. and it's like well you know lighting and cameras and how do you do this i you know i for my non music business. I have to do a lot of video conferencing meetings now Mm -hmm. because we used to travel a lot with my job, but now I don't. So I, you know, I have a special webcam and for the podcast, you know, I had to figure out the software and get it, you know, set up this whole thing. Uh, What do you guys use when it comes to, to, um, equipment when you're setting up your own, um, live feeds?
2: Okay. So, um, what we've been using is my MacBook pro and we've been using the, well, we're going through Streamyard to do those, to do the, um, and Streamyard ha- has, uh, pulls right onto Facebook live. So Streamyard is fantastic. Um, it can, it can read my focus, a uh, scarlet focus, right? Which is what I have. Um, I don't know the number of it right offhand. I could tell you. Um, and it, it, That is for the audio interface, you know, and you need that. I had to have one that had two outlets because DB comes here. So I didn't get the smaller one. I got the bigger one. It it holds two microphones and two headsets um, so that when DB came here, we would have that. Um, Typically what I do is, and then we have a microphone. You have a condenser microphone. Um, Typically what I do is um, for recordings, I'm using a Canon uh, to do the recordings but i'm doing it a backup on streamyard just in case cuz the canon i uh, you find out things as you go along but apparently cameras they they don't want to sell a camera that can make a movie so they cut it off at 30 minutes yes yeah so you can't do a 40 minute show
3: mm-hmm.
2: so this is you know this is technology and the world you enter um I, i'm you know i can't say that I discovered all this myself. Remember, I said, I'm the finder. I don't always have all the answers immediately, but because I'm the finder, you know, I, I got with little Miss Anne here in Chicago helped me a lot. And I think there's been a lot of camaraderie around getting yourself pulled together, um, as long as you're finding and you're talking and you're seeking, you know, one time I went into a place and I just openly asked a question, a Mm -hmm. bunch of group of people and somebody turned around, gave me the answer. So, okay. Sometimes (laughs) if you just open your mouth and, You'll get an answer. That's true. You know? That's very true. Right? Have you ever I'm found that
1: I've done that too. Yeah. Well, it's that's kind of the that's the point
0: of the podcast for me. Is like I'm 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 always just taking notes. I'm like, so what sort of microphone do you use? <laughs> really? And where did you buy that? And was that on right. sale? Okay, very good. Do you want to sell it? Is it good? Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> I
3: know. Uh, what about you, DB?
0: DB, what do you use when you're when you're doing this?
1: Well, doing this right now, I'm using the HP. Yeah. I mean, it's my HP laptop. Um, you know, very very durable for the price. Can't beat the price on it. Um, you know, um, you know. Of course, with that price comes other things too. But you know, you just work those out as you go along. Um, but I do that. I just had a my HP HP laptop, and then all I had to do to make things work for me and Wendy, I just had to already had the headset. Already have headsets, really nice headsets.
2: Yeah, you have and, to have a headset.
1: Yeah. And so I already had nice headsets. So I just had to, here's something. I needed length because it was a short, it was a short, you know, it's a short like cord on it. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, why can I do the length of this? What do you know? Thank you, Amazon. <laughs> $3.50 cord extender. That's all. And I'm like, now it's like, yes, <laughs> Nirvana. Nirvana for headphones. Like, thank you. So I use that. And like I said, then just plug in and go to Zoom or StreamYard, you know, through the websites. So that, oh. that's that's all the technology I have.
0: But your guitar sound was really rich during the, the broadcast. Do you do anything? Were yeah. you just doing it live in the room and just letting the onboard mic uh, from your laptop pick up? I'm just
1: letting the onboard mic and the ambience of the room just yeah. control all it's that. It's a
0: really live room. You can tell it's a live room that you're in. So and, But with mm-hmm. the guitar, it was it was a real present. Your sound was very present, which was cool.
1: Yes. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a Taylor guitar. Yeah. I, play a, I play a Taylor, it's a Taylor 114 because, you know, on the lower level of Taylor's, but what I liked about it when I bought it, I didn't want the 110 because I was had more of the Dreadnought sound, mm-hmm. and, you know, so the, the overemphasis on the folk sound. So I said, let me get something that's kind of in between, we're going through it. So I found out, you know, that since I really love playing jazz and cabaret music and things, this guitar adapted to that sound real well. So when I plugged it into the amp, like, this really works well. So, so i use this when I'm doing like my jazz chordings and working out my swing and all that. This sounds really, really good for that format. So it's a good all-around guitar. Mm-hmm. And that's why I bought that. It's a really good all-around guitar. And that gives me a good sound, as rich sound
0: which it totally does i mean the the and that was part of, like when i was saying you, you guys were doing uh, this land is your land the you could hear the and you could hear the cording really well so there was a, yes. really, a really nice distinction in the tone that was coming across and that's always my thing is trying to figure out well how do you actually make things sound good in this new format when you can't really right. hear it it's hard to test sound and you could record it and then play sound. it back yes. and be like oh that's good but that's such a delay in response as opposed to when you're Recording or mixing live, you can be yeah. like, "Oh no, I hear exactly how the sounds."
2: Well, because because Streamyard records, sometimes you can test it at mm-hmm. least here. So with the with what we've been doing is like sometimes I get I have a website. Well, it, it's a Facebook page that I little. There are a few people that see it; <laughs> they just pop on. But I use it as my test website right now. I mean, we've Mm -hmm. done full shows on that website, but you know, nobody really knows to go there and I'm not advertising it. So yeah, they just, and then if I want to, it's on StreamYard, it's recorded so I can hear back. So I know we tested some microphones. My husband was trying to figure out the microphones that would work. With the when we do a recording, what's going to be better? We had a little lavalier, mm-hmm. or he had he got a special microphone for the camera, so it has been you know a learning curve as we're going along, figuring things out. DB, does you don't have a microphone? Is that right? You're just using the microphone, I'm just so using he, the inter- internal microphone for the left. He could up his game a little bit more by using uh, a condenser microphone with a boom stand. Uh, well, I'm trying to help you, DB. Um. <laughs> You could a little bit because it's an HP, you know, you could, and you would sound better. And then people would be like, Oh my God, what do you need her for? You know, <laughs> you sound so good. Um, so, you know, I, yeah, I think, I think that, um, you know just trying to figure these things out and and add them as we go along the table that i'm using that my laptop is sitting on joni told me about this table she gave a whole she just gave uh one of the other artists like all of these things that would help her um you know to up her game i mean you know we all want to make each other better if we can that's
0: without- yeah uh, and connected to that um, and I don't know, unfortunately, because I don't have a copy of your new album. I've seen it and I've heard a little bit of it. But the song From the Heart, uh, is is that on the, the new album? Is that recent? That is? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that is interesting to me because what you're just saying about Joni, about trying to help each other up the game and the whole peer-to-peer thing, the support thing. That song, From the Heart That You Guys Do, which is a lovely song... Um, Seems to me to be speaking to other musicians as much as kids. Can you talk talk tell me a little bit about what that what that is about?
1: I have been playing this by myself for about two months, just playing these chords and singing this melody. And like, so one day I'm i at Wendy's house and I sit down at a piano and I started playing it. She's like, What's that? I'm like, she's like, that's lovely. What is that? I'm like, well this is a new idea i've come up with but we got into a conversation about our fellow musicians about children and what they bring to the table not as people and as musicians i said you know this really is about what we do what we do for children and families and so that's where it is i said we as in everything we do comes from the heart and And so in the next thing you know, I said, okay, here's the chords. I wrote the chords out. I wrote the melody out. She's like, okay, let me go to work. Wendy's a really good lyricist, okay? So Wendy Wendy went to work. She said, okay, I got the chords. I got the melody. I can go to work now. I can go to work. So next thing you know, I look around. She says, I think I got it. I think you'll like this. I got it. And then I looked at the first three lines, the first verse. I'm like, yep. That first three lines pretty much tells the story. It tells really what this song is gonna be about. When you say, Remember when we got on the scene? You said we'd make a good team, writing words to my melody. And that really describes us, not only but it describes us, but it describes what we do mm-hmm. in this profession that we do called music. This cries that taking something we take that's new. I'll, you give me your chords, give me your tully, I'll put some words to it. And when we do that, I say, and you know, when you said we'd make a good team. And she was right about that. And when we do that together, it's just magic, man. Wow. It's just magic. Remember when we got on the scene, you'd say we'd make a good team, writing words. To my melody
3: Folks make music every day
2: One hit wonders fade away
1: At the heart of music made Songs so sweet like lemonade We
3: sing to little ears With laughter and tears All made from the heart Oh, from the heart Don't
1: really ask for much Show your love, keep in touch Taking steps along the way Teaching everywhere we play Feel the love, it will grow with
3: time
1: A good melody finds a rhyme Silly songs can bring a smile
3: Make you laugh a little while With panache, we've got style right from the heart, oh, from the heart.
1: Now and then we take a look back. Mother Goose reminds us that London bridges all came down. Cradles fall, Jack broke his crown.
2: The tails were cut off, three blind mice. Nursery rhymes aren't always nice All the king's horses and all the king's men Couldn't put Humpty
3: together again Keep it right from the heart, oh.
2: That's a good place to start, oh.
1: I'm just saying, we want you to know. Watching all your little ones grow, it takes a village to raise a child. At times they get a little wild.
2: Just remember, sing day and night, up by away the fright. I wish I may.
3: I might sing right from the heart. Oh, take it right from the heart. Oh, teach it right from the heart. Oh,
2: we're coming right from the heart. when I heard the melody, sometimes the hook came to me right away. I was like, okay, it just like, I might just start singing. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I, it took me about a year. I th- I remember toiling with that, with the lyrics. So I know it sounds like I just wrote it like snap, you know, there it was. And DB made it sound like that too. But I remember cause it was at least a year, maybe a year and a half before we, we actually recorded it. And it's what we're trying to say. And I know that one of the things that we discussed was giving a nod to, uh, to Justin Roberts uh, for his song lemonade. And so that's that little line. Lemonade is a nod to Justin Roberts. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also wanting to address older children's, you know, in, in the bridge, um, older children's songs like lullabies, nursery rhymes, you know, and Mm -hmm. say there, there's this message, you know, that things are, that things are not so not so good out there. And maybe we don't want to share that with the children. Well, you know, maybe we do need to let the children know, look at what we're in right now. You know, you can't keep this from the children. They're feeling all the anxiety. So maybe we do, but you know, but so it's kind of like questioning that and saying, maybe that, maybe that's okay to say, you know, like, I always think, you know, when, when people say like the three blind mice, if you, if you play the three blind mice, you shouldn't like, I've been in nursery schools where they're like, but you don't want to say she cut the tails of the mice off. And I'm like, why don't you want to say that? Are you really trying to protect them? You know? So uh, because that is kind of important, you know, you may want to say, I just have a different philosophy around, around raising children, I suppose. And um, I, I say, yeah, they're going to do things that you may not, you may not, you know, be comfortable with, you know, they're going to explore and you have to be willing to instead, like with my own son, I, I would sit down and watch some things with him and just, and, you know, rather than just let him watch these things he wanted to watch, I might sit down. I only drew the line on one thing but i think that you know being able to discuss and openly discuss and communicate with your child is like really important so get back to best practices right there you know
0: it's a philosophy that i agree with and it kind of goes back to not pandering in your music Mm -hmm. by trying to like just do these base ideas because you think that this is what they should hear as opposed to what they need to hear or what they want to hear right exactly So there's a couple more buckets that I want to discuss with you before I let you go. But one of them is, you know, right now we're seeing we're at the I don't want I don't think that we're at the tail end, but we're definitely at a pause in the Black Lives Matter protests that are going on. Mm -hmm. And we've and it's you know, it's it is an interesting balance for us as kids musicians in this genre to how much do you expose and how much don't how much do you acknowledge and how much do you pull back? How much do you leave for the parents to explain? Because. That's where, that's where the best information should be coming from. And right. how much do you put forward your own perspective? And it gets really nuanced in a way because if you're doing this uh, for a living, I know that since I started this on my own personal Facebook feed, I've had to pull back all my political commentary because mm. my name is associated with my brand. and mm. And is that really the format where I want to be expressing my political views? knowing that I might be alienating some parents out there because they don't want their children exposed to that. And for me, I don't have a huge fan base. Nobody really cares about me, so it's not that big of a deal. But for some people, maybe for right. like you guys or for Justin Roberts or somebody at that level, coming out right. strong on political commentary one way or another might be risky for them as far as their career. Um
2: I don't think... Are you yep. gonna ask? Me, or are you ask us
0: well, a question? I, yeah, it's kind of an open conversation because I certainly mm-hmm. don't know the answer, but and I'm curious about folks in a in a larger market. Uh, you know how how do you approach this?
2: I well think if you think of Pete Seeger and you think of DB and I differ this I'm the activist of the group so I'm 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 about to lead a panel for the Children's Music Network about being the change so I'm the activist here and I'm the one I grew up with social uh, my mother was a social activist uh, civil rights Um, my parents were both very very active in the civil rights with Mark we marched with Martin Luther King so. I am not afraid of being vocal. I had I had Joan when I was a child. Joan Baez. I sat in a room with her uh, because we were in a politician. It was one of the political activists' uh, families, and I sat in a room with her while she played songs. Um, you, I told you I was with Pete Seeger. So these people they, they were they were activists. They were working with children, but they were activists. Okay, so I think the, to think that we have to hush ourselves is, is maybe the wrong approach because, you know, there's, there's an, uh, I feel right now this undercurrent of message songs of people um, trying to say something and everything that we, everything that we do has something to say. You just have to kind of, ours is a little more buried mm-hmm. than others. Ours sometimes is, is direct, but sometimes it's a little more subtle. Um so I think, yeah. I guess that's all I have to say about that. I, I, I believe that you should. I think you are kind of walking a line because there's sometimes at live shows where DB will go, okay, you know, tone it down a little bit, right? <laughs> DB, mm-hmm. he knows what I'm talking about. Yeah,
0: I don't though. What is she talking about, DB? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's just just let's just say it. Everything that she does. And everything she says, you know, she's got her heart in it. I can always say that. Whatever she says, what she puts in it, she has her heart in it. You know, I come from I come from a family that kind of very similar, especially my older family members were very much civil rights movement. Some of my, go back into like my great aunts and uncles, were members of the Garvey movement. And, you know, they were all involved in that. But And they always educated us on how to handle all of that. Mm. and how to live that they said what you need to show them to do and their philosophy was simply say hey go out and show your best self every day you go out and show your best self every day somebody will spot it and somebody will take it for who you are mm. so don't worry about those who don't worry about that you just put your best self out there every day they said you are have to deal with some things here and there along the way and they were right when i was younger hey i had hey i had to deal with some things you know hey i'm part of a group of kids that integrated a high school So walking into a high school that's predominantly white and then here comes these 50, 60 black kids walk in just one day. Mm -hmm. It changed the atmosphere of the whole school. Needless to say, it immediately created tension. That didn't happen. That change didn't happen overnight. But after about two, three years, things kind of, everybody warms up to each other because see what people don't do is the one thing they should do. Talk to each other, not at each other. Mm -hmm. We need to talk to each other a little bit more,
2: and integrate. You know, I I was in situations where I was the only white girl, believe it or not. Yep, so, that's true. but but okay. But see, I grew up in in a very mixed area in Hyde Park, which is where Obama uh, landed, and it, it was a it. But yeah, as a young girl, I was in sometimes in a very in a very. Um, in a, a, a feeling a minority myself, which is really odd. But, but I also am more comfortable with different people because of that. So I made sure when I raised my son, he wasn't in an all white school. He was in a very diverse school in Evanston. Um, and I think that, and this is one of the things I want to talk about on the panel is that how, because really it starts at home. It does. Sure does. And, and how are we going to get into the homes and how are we going, I'm going to try to find some solutions. I'm the finder for goodness sake. You know, let's try to find some solutions. You <laughs> <laughs> gotta be able to get it done. <laughs> it's a big, it's, but it's still a problem, which is, you know, why we're still talking about it right now. All the marching, all the things we did. I mean, you know, it's still a problem. It is when when we, when DB and I would go to a gig And I could, this little white girl could speed at 80 miles an hour and not worry. And I see DB driving 55, you know, because he's afraid we're out in the cornfields and somebody's going to stop him because he's a black man. That's just wrong. It's just wrong. It, it, you know, he shouldn't have to live with that fear.
0: Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's, I
2: shouldn't be able to drive that fast. Sorry.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, no, you know what? You're, you're, you're right. You're not going to find any argument for me as on on any of this. I find it interesting that there is there are um, there are musicians out there now there's like the alphabet rockers and a, a lot of them yeah. who are putting that forward as their message right. yes. and it's like that's that's fantastic and then there's a lot of other folks who are like oh, children don't need to be protected but that this is this, this this idea of insulating kids from reality right and 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 on and then who's to say who's to say that there's there are people out there who have very strong opinions that i disagree with and i i wouldn't want those people influencing my kids right and so it always comes back to the parents being wise like you're saying watching watching uh, material with your kids and that sort of thing mm-hmm. but that's not what this is about because we're on the other side we're the providers we're the dreamers right. of dreams. We are the makers of this content.
2: And so. You know, it runs a whole it runs a, a whole spectrum yeah. because uh, honestly, like you got the ABC Rockers, they're on this side, you know, I'd say, and then we have people like Brady Reimer and, and um, the Okie Dokie Brothers, like they had that snowman song who would think that the snowman song would have, you know, brought. Brought uh, that whole thing up for people, but they lost a lot of followers because of that. So I understand that, but I'm like, you can't be, you don't let people rule your life that way. I mean, we're 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 always caught. We're not cautious. What do I say? We're always sensitive exactly. to sensitive you know to parents um, I do something there's something in 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 what I do uh, oh it's it's this old man and I and I'm doing okay hands up here because it talks about heaven and I say some, might some might believe that up here is heaven because I'm not going to go this is heaven right. because there are some people that don't believe up high is heaven they don't believe in heaven like that mm-hmm. so everybody has their different of uh, views and it's about acceptance acceptance diversity you know encouragement and you know and really loving each other so but how can we do that we can't force ourselves on people you know we try to guide them gently guide them in the right direction i suppose you know you no know, we have though,
1: a, yeah, we do we have a song called the way is peace we have a thing on our website called the love songs
2: well i, love, I just I posted something. i just posted we the people which is our immigrant song which we've, we've done with older kids right um, yeah, we, and we've had them sing on it, and we have them learning it. They have their own version, and we we also give money away uh, for those projects, for those love projects. The love projects, yeah. Love projects, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So crossing over from politicizing, which I don't even think that... I, I, I'm not a big fan of using that term when it comes to things like civil rights or health and safety, yeah. uh, to monetizing. How have you which is, and I'm going to say it's a completely different direction in the conversation now. Okay. Okay. So we've, we've we've, we've talked about that. Now now let's talk about greed. Uh, how do you,
2: we don't make as much money as we should. Let's put it that way.
0: Okay. So we're worth a lot
2: more that's yeah. true that's true uh, we, we that's true.
0: are it's funny almost everybody i've talked to said like that 2020 was going to be the big year like this was the year that they landed more concerts more gigs it was an expansion year for a lot of artists it certainly was for my band uh you guys released an album and i know how frustrating it is when you release a new album to try and promote it to get it out there and have any kind of interruption to that can be right uh, you know you're like oh come on i've worked on this for 18 months and then the day that I launch it something happens and it kind of spoils it. Exactly. This is a big spoiler for a new album release when you have if you were going to do release parties and you had PR and stuff and you wanted to to promote it. So, how did you um how did you go about navigating that? Navigating the release of the album and the pandemic basically happening around it was pretty much around the same time, wasn't it?
1: Wow. Yeah, it's kind of around the same time. Like I said, I was, like I said, I still worked in the adult music industry some here and there, and starting out, 2020 started out, I'm like, uh-oh, this is going to be great. This is going to start, really starting out a good year. And we started out great, and the adult group I'm working in started out great, and then March 1st hit. <laughs> I was like, well, guess what? This is done. Mm-hmm. You know, the good thing about us is, you see that. See, I know this person named Wendy, and Wendy is is a go getter from the word go. Okay, she really is. And you say, you know what? We got to find a way to work through this. And so we got back. We had these. We had these contracts. We had with libraries and park districts. What do we want to do? Now, yeah. Now some of them canceled completely canceled, but the libraries, a lot of them really stepped up. They said, you know what? We can do this virtually because a lot of the librarians were learning how to use Zoom. Yeah, They were being taught Zoom. Some of them were learning StreamYard too. And of course, Wendy goes to work. So, hey, let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can say. And then some of them called us. Hey, let's do this virtually.
2: We, we, actually, we actually got four new gigs and I was really excited about that. Yeah. But that happened. I'm like, Oh, so we're, we are going to keep working. You know um, I think reinventing fast was really important. And yes. I, I have, and just for your listeners, I mean, I, I have really been focusing <clears throat> the last two years. I've really been focusing on developing my creativity. So what do I think that the, the number one thing that you can do for flexibility is flex your creative muscle in whatever way that is it you know it might be gardening and I think that the beauty of the pandemic is that it is a reinvention time and there's different you there are certain people that look at the the cup half empty there's certain people that look at the cup half full I'm a half full person and I'm like how can we go right into this now and how can we uh just get our head wrapped around it and, and start moving on it. You mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. uh, luckily there were others that were like that. Um, but reinventing fast was, was really yeah. the key to getting it done.
0: Have you found a way to monetize your Facebook streams, your, your live shows at this point?
2: And I haven't really focused on that, but no, I yeah. haven't. Um, but, but you know, we have, like, I have a class, I had a whole, I have some classes. I had a whole program I was running. I've, I'm doing those in zoom form. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, still trying to market that right now. I mean, there, it's a matter of marketing and having the audience too. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're pulling the audience from one place, to, you're saying, okay, here we're, we were here. And what I was told by that that those classes were through a park district. What I was told was they don't want to do it on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So they may not want to do it on Zoom. But if they are driven back inside, it's we're, we, we we may not have a choice. Right. I understand people don't seem to want, mm-hmm. if people don't move to, with technology that fast.
0: This was something that I was talking to um, a, a guest about earlier, which was six months ago. And you have to be f- careful saying six months ago, because then six months ago, say, well, six months ago, we started the quarantine. I mean, that's how it's going to be mm-hmm. in right. a couple, you know, in a couple of weeks, it feels. Right. But, right. you know, six months ago, if you took all of the children's musicians together and you said, how much screen time is safe and appropriate? And do you cater to encourage screen time with children? I, I would say like 90% of them would have said zero screen time is is mm-hmm. probably better or like really limited screen right, time. Right. And then right. we're all locked inside and it's like, hey, can you get your kids in front of the screen to watch my show? Right. Because mm-hmm. that's how we're going to stay connected and that gives them something to do. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not passing judgment on that. Mm-hmm. But it is sort of a new paradigm where we're like, oh, wait a second. Now you better... You, you, we need to step up and figure out how to do this screen time with kids because that's the, that's the interaction that they're going to get.
2: Exactly, It's, it's just the world that we're in. I mean, I think, I don't think we can go backwards on technology. We have televisions, we have computers. Right. It's when, when a per the, what's, what happens is with when a parent gives a child a tablet to keep them entertained, that's when the problem lies. Mm-hmm. Not, not, Oh, you have to, you know, you can only have this much, the controlling of time, you know is is also I, I I see that as a bit of a problem. but I raised my child completely different, you know than I understand and people were baffled. He turned out really great but pe- but we we had the balance. His dad, his dad was actually much more strict than I was. so often there's one parent that goes one way and one and that's what brings the balance. So you know, I had I was able to be free while his dad was setting rules, and I countered it with freedom. You know, okay, perfect balance.
0: That's the kid so asking. Guess, that's the I'll ask sure. mom first. That, <laughs> that because the child's Maybe. mantra is, "I want to do this thing." I'll ask mom first
3: because <laughs> I have yeah. two kids, right. and I
0: understand this. Paradigm. No, <laughs> well, okay. So, but moving forward, then you know we can't stay in this free space as musicians indefinitely we have to find a way to at least um make we have to find a way to monetize this at some point if we want to keep doing it because Mm -hmm. it's too expensive it's too expensive to put together gear and make albums and things like that even most people i know including myself it's always a losing proposition it's like i might make back 50 60 percent on the album but it's worth it because it's creative expression and i'm doing what i want to do so i'm willing to to pony in some of it but i can't float the whole project without any return ever. So right. what are we going to do? What are you guys going to do? What do you
1: think?
2: Um,
1: well, I think uh, I'll tell you what I think. I think some people are waiting for the pop music industry because they figure if anybody will figure out a way to monetize it, they will. Because right now, they've got to figure it out. Because once they figure it out, once they figure it out, everybody else going to just join that bandwagon. But, you know, wouldn't it be something if somebody from the smaller genres really would have come up with something that really could work? Now, there are other platforms you can use where they kind of help with that, Mm -hmm. but nobody's really come up with the platform, right? the platform to really find a way to monetize the situation yet.
2: Mm-hmm. But but doing the live shows was always our bread and butter. So, um, and you know the unfortunate thing about um, about the libraries is they were one of our highest purchasers. Plus, people would buy uh, CDs at shows. Right. right now, we have a ton of CDs and nobody's buying them because we don't have any shows to sell them at. And um, you know, so it, it, it's a, we're you know that we're not worried about. We we don't expect to make money off our CD. We don't. We don't expect. No do that right now there there might be ways to make it if we're selling individual songs uh you know to as soundtracks or or you know for different projects uh we may be able to do it that way but in terms of selling the cd for right now it's on it that's on hold i mean whatever we can sell through the website we'll sell through the website Mm -hmm. um you know i think that doing the live virtual is this is our way to continue to make money i mean we're this will keep us afloat you know, and the library gigs and, and all the other gigs, you know, whatever we're able to hold on to. So far, it's only been really libraries mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. have been asking us. Um, I don't think we've done any anything other than – luckily, we were doing a lot of libraries. So so they know us, you know, and so they've been contacting us. Um, the children's uh, museums, we had a big show in New York at the Children's Museum of Manhattan that got canceled. That was our CD release. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, they they, they don't have money to pay for streaming shows. So the children's museums shut down, you know, the libraries have a little bit of money. You know, I worry about them sometimes too. Um, But we actually do have some funding through the, through the Chicago Federation of musicians that Mm -hmm. is going to helping those shows. And even they have, with it they're going okay it's not a real it's not a live show but it's a virtual show but because db and i are a a duo um we have a whole band but we can't use the whole band which is unfortunate Mm -hmm. Uh, we are adding one more person in on one show but i'm like i think we're gonna have to perform that outside we're you know it's like the less the better the the less people together the better at this point so
0: well if you (laughs) could figure it out if you could figure it out you, you know. get to come back on the podcast and, and oh, let wow. everybody know because all right I, and i'm trying to i've you know everybody i talk to i'm 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 always curious i'm asking it's like well what's the, what is the path forward because we've seen diminishing returns on spotify and cd sales and it all seemed yes. to be going in the wrong direction for us mm-hmm. independent musicians for a long time then right. this happens maybe this is the big reset that we were hoping would, that we needed To show value. Mm -hmm. Maybe after this next election and going into 2021, people are going to say like, you know what, damn it. We actually need to, we need to put money behind the things that we actually value and, and music for children in the right way that shows love, kindness, Mm -hmm. compassion, empathy, wisdom. Maybe this is, this is worth something. And, and I think if we're vocal about it, you know, you talk about Justin Roberts, he's a huge advocate for us in what he does, even if you don't necessarily agree with the Grammys or whatnot, the, The on the award side, on the advocacy side, Mm -hmm. we don't really have a whole lot of people standing up for us as a genre, Mm -hmm. collectively. And he's, you know, he's one of the ones who's who's out there who's who's doing it. And so the more we engage as a group, uh, uh, to your point, Wendy, I think the the better the better chance we'll have actually at building a path forward.
2: Yeah, and I think me on
0: my soapbox. Sorry. Yeah, (laughs) let me you come on my podcast and I'll tell you what I think.
2: <laughs> but sticking together, like you said, like I know that you know Caitlin of the Alphabet Rockers. I mean, sticking together and do and Saul Paul. She just she's doing some some live some live broadcast broadcasts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know I think, and then the Okie Dokie Brothers. You know everybody, and the, and I think they were were all behind people being yeah. able to say things they that need to be said. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I think we just all need to say, we all need to push forward with that and not let, you know, not be too scared about, you know, somebody not agreeing with us because right. people are just not going to agree with you. I mm-hmm. mean, no. that's the way it is, you know?
0: Well, I strongly disagree with you, but.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, don't disagree with me live on the
0: What did you be? I thank Yay. you so much for your time today. I know you went straight from uh, uh, your your Facebook show that we had like a five-minute break and then you guys jumped on over here. I I really appreciate you coming, letting me know, meet you, first of all, because I hadn't had an opportunity to actually meet you. Um, and uh, moving forward, I think they're going to do Kindycom next year. That's what I've heard. They are. If it, yeah, you know, they are? If we can. I think we are going to be there. Oh, I'm going to be there, definitely. And we're going to be there. I already paid for my registration and they said they could roll it forward. So I was like, okay, good. Um, And they're
2: rolling us us forward. We're going to perform. Were you in the showcase? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to see Twinkle Time.
0: Twinkle Time was going to be in the showcase.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, Twinkle Time is going to be in. Okay. She's coming on the show July 22nd, Uh, Kids Music Fest. So, yes, check that out. WendyDB.com.
0: So, there we go. Yeah. I was going to say, well, where can we find you? How can we keep in touch with you? Um, Other children's musicians who want to learn some of your best practices, reach out to you. What's the best Mm -hmm. way to do that?
2: Yes. Well, they can email me, Wendy at wendyanddb.com. They mm-hmm. can right. Wendy What about um, YouTube and Instagram, Facebook, at any social, mm-hmm. um, any social platform, pretty much. Right.
1: Yep. Right on. Right on. All, We're right. all there. Yeah,
2: well, but there's some new new things being added onto YouTube all the time, and I'm working on getting some fun stuff up there every day. Oh,
1: right we, we have yeah. some we have some new animations. We have one new animation already there, and we're trying to get at least two or three more there.
0: Cool. So again, thank you so much for uh, coming aboard, And uh, good luck, you know, out there in Chicago and and playing in Wisconsin and whatnot. And I'd be very curious to see how how the library gigs work out, you know moving forward. With you guys, and and and, you know what? If you and honestly, yes, if you develop any more best practices, shoot me an email. I'm probably going to do like a mailbag episode in a few weeks, uh, okay. just where I want to I want to hear you know what's what's working and what's not working from you guys. So thank you for doing what you're doing and and staying relevant and and best of luck. Yes,
1: thank absolutely. You for having us on your show. Thank you for having us, man. Appreciate it.
0: And that was my conversation with Wendy and DB and. I wonder, does does anybody ever sing a, a theme song for them? You know, it would kind of be like, you know, how would it go? It would like, it's Wendy and D.B. And the their yeah, plot to it. take over the world every single day. What are you going to do? Gonna do Same thing they do every day. Rock for kids and be cool. Okay, so that's Wendy and D.B. Uh, Talking about activism, talking about staying relevant, staying online and pushing forward. Pretty cool conversation. Hey, I was serious about that mailbag thing. Mail call. Yes. Okay, so um, y'all shoot me an email and say, you know who you should talk to? Or, hey, how about you talk to me? Or you could say, you know something that we should talk about Uh, and we should talk about it. I think it's a wonderful idea. Be sure fun. I have a couple more episodes. That I'm thinking about doing, one of them on like PA equipment, and um, one of them on um, Spanish, speaking Spanish in the children's music world, and uh, one of them on some of the weird things uh, that have happened to me as a podcaster that I've learned. But all that's in the future. Oh, look!
3: It's the theme song!
0: It's Wendy. Wendy. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. No, that's not it, it's the
3: other one. Until until next time, (laughs) song about how we're all the same how we all like snacks and cuddles and we all like playing games we all like to be hugged and loved in our beds at night tall or small boy or girl brown pink or black or white Ho ho oh let's sing a song about how we're all the same How we
0: all and just to be clear cuddles, black lives we matter all like
3: games. we all like to be hugged and loved Tucked in our beds at night, tall or small, boy or girl, brown, pink or black or white. Ho, 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 let's sing a song about how we're all the same, how we all like snacks and cuddles, and we all like playing games. We all like to be hugged and loved, tucked in our beds at night.